So uh, there are these Vice documentaries on like some of the best like like big hits out of nowhere and like and like so it's like they're like 21 minute long episodes and they're about like the thong song or it wasn't me by shaggy yeah. or like blue daba dee daba die by eiffel 65 yeah and like steven just keeps <laughs> naming the songs that have these documentaries <laughs> for five uncut minutes it was like everybody wang chung by wang chung <laughs> Who let the dogs yeah. out by Baja Men? <laughs> by Baja Men, yeah. But it's very fun because because you get to hear people talk about these songs that were monumentally large, as if they were objectively beautiful works of art. And it's so funny. Like inevitably, there is at least one thing in a song where somebody will be like, "Yeah, when I when I." when I heard him say like, I have a blue house with a blue window, I knew it was going to be big, man. Like, you know, like something <laughs> like there's always something like that where it's just like, yeah, that slowed down Eleanor Rigby uh, sample in the thong song was really, did you know that, that that's where it came from? That's where right. the string part in the thong song came from was Eleanor Rigby <laughs> by the Beatles. No one knew this. I didn't know that. Wait, what? They, they altered it enough that you once you hear it, you'll be like, ah, yeah, like that's where that came from. But they fully admit that it was originally a beat over uh, the Eleanor Rigby yeah, streams. West Montgomery, West Montgomery's cover of Eleanor Rigby. It is a bummer uh, that um, it's not a case where I can go to the songwriters on the thong song. And, and it says, you know, Mark Andrews, Tim Kelly, Bob, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bob Robinson, Draco Rosa, and then Lennon McCartney. That would be incredible. <laughs> That would be very good. Although I'm, I'm, you will see, you will see that Ricky Martin, uh, the writer for Ricky Martin, is one of them because he says "Live in La Vida Loca" one time, and then there was huge litigation on it, and they, wow. and they lost like fifty percent of the revenue because he says "Live in La Vida Loca" in the exact rhythm, and they didn't get it approved, and they were going to sue them, and then they had to settle for like tons of money. Wow, you are absolutely correct. <laughs> Damn, I guess Paul McCartney got to get better lawyers. <laughs> yeah, dude, can't believe I. <laughs> He's missing out on that thong song money. <laughs> Welcome to the beginning and the end of the world. In every generation, there is a chosen one. She alone will stand against the vampires, the demons, and the forces of darkness. She is the podcast, as you know, which you are now listening to. And I mean, Slayer. Benson. Slayer. <laughs> Joining <Kill> me. Catastrophe. <laughs> ah, fuck it, yeah. Joining me as always, <laughs> Kilimanjaro. Mazziani. Hey. Killionaire. <laughs> Stephen Doughton. Hey, 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 yeah, baby. I just got a triple kill. <laughs> Killtacular. I'm so excited for when we get to do the Halo TV show when that gets oh, canceled God. or whatever. We get to watch Master Chief have sex or whatever. I, I've wanted that forever. And, and you know what? And you know what? It better be with an AI because, because he's a, he's a one-woman man. Uh, no, it's, as you know, the podcast that is dedicated to covering the first and last episodes of television shows uh, because we were cursed by, uh, let me let me get this demon's name right, Dahofrin, uh, the, uh, the, 
the demon the Hoffrin, who is a powerful yeah. entity in the uh He's an especially powerful demon in Germany and parts of Asia. <laughs> um they really uh revere him there. Although we don't know what exactly he does per se, but he he pops up in America every once in a while and everybody's like, Oh yeah, De Hoffrin. Nobody's gonna like my David Hasselhoff. I'll is drop, a, is I'll a drop demon the song in there, hole. don't worry. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> That's what you've done. That's the demon you've invoked. California. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's another like, cool it, man. Because like, I'm dropping it everywhere. <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, it's uh, today. And as you know, uh, we talked about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and I'm excited because it's one of the shows that I love. And I'm wearing a shirt that has a blood stain on it because, or it has a blood design uh, right above my chest because it felt appropriate for talking yeah. about vampires, a thing we haven't done in a minute. Uh, uh, one of our signatures, really, but. Yeah. Uh, as yeah, as, we, as you know, could be called like. Mm, oh, I should have I should have come up with what I was going to say here. Like fangs, you know. Uh, mm, let's keep. No, that's no, not this very is, good. Uh, we get to do this again. We invoked it earlier, a McCartney, but it's you're going to do that thing where you you just pull it out of the ether. Just keep riffing, <laughs> Stephen. <laughs> you get there eventually. <laughs> Um, come on. Yeah, you're right. You're come right. On. Hey guys, 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 just vamp for a minute. Hey. Oh, we want to. Oh, um, a swing. Uh, yes, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer was, of course, a 1993. No, uh, sorry, 1997 television series uh, running up until May 2003. It had 144 episodes. It was created by Joss Whedon, who is not a good person. It would seem, based on many accounts, Probably and not. thus. I do not want to talk about Joss Whedon particularly long, so we're going to ignore yeah, most we, of we his contributions. Joss Whedon, obviously. I feel, I feel like we yeah. should, like, we can, we we can, can touch on him. Touch on, like, but I don't need to spend most of this time talking about Joss when we can talk no. about the good things from the show, right? which do unfortunately have many of his hallmarks, which have become cursed and blasted. He, 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 he won. He won. He won. He won. He really might be the person. sounds like his dialogue now. We will never escape it. I, that's the worst part about it's like it. I, this was so fucking fun to watch, and the dialogue felt unique in its place <laughs> when it was on, and like before, like every fucking Marvel movie sounded like this. Yep. And now all I can hear is like, "Yeah, that just happened." Just like, shut the fuck so, up! Stop talking like this. So, so, My so notes here's, on this so here's like, what I think. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, well, like, uh, no, go ahead. <laughs> no, no. After you. After you. Go ahead. Hey, no, no go ahead. No, it's no problem you first, for me. You first. Yeah. Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. I insist. No, you. You talking here. I'm, He's talking I, here. You're, talk, you're talking here. Whoa. Um, so so uh, <laughs> what, what I was thinking was, and I think, I think it was refreshing for me because, ironically because of how seriously it did take itself because i think that taika watiti has taken the joss whedon thing <laughs> and turned it up which 
has worked, especially like with what, what what we do in the shadows. It was like, this is fun. Let's take it even less seriously. Like, what we do in the shadows takes it even less seriously than Buffy does. And then yeah. that leaked into the Marvel Universe, obviously, with Thor Ragnarok and, and all of these things. And, and, like, you can tell when he's directed a Mandalorian episode and all of these things because he's just got this signature. But I'm realizing that, like... Taika Waititi really turned the Josh Whedon dial up like four more degrees and turning it down those four degrees. I was like, Oh, I like how seriously they're taking this. <laughs> the other thing. Yeah. And, and Matt, you were, you were absolutely right. My, I mean, my notes literally are, I hate that everything is now written like this. It should have yeah. just been this. Yeah. And like, and, and this could thing have been helps- an awesome thing. <laughs> instead. Yeah. It, it feels, it feels like, it feels like vampire Spider-Man. In the ways of like, because like when she goes in there and she's like, oh, when she's like insulting the vampire's mausoleum decor, like, like, and I, and I wrote that like about 60% of the jokes hit because like some of them were like, you didn't need that one. And some of them were like, no, you did need that one. It's a bit too pop culture-y when, when they weren't specifically pop culture jokes, I thought they were fun. I, I thought, I thought the, I thought the pilot hit, I thought it hit. Okay. I agree. We, 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 yeah, I mean, that's what we're going to talk about uh, when we, we talk about the show. We really got into it. This is how you know it's one of the good episodes. It's because you're right. like, oh, we're, we're not dreading we, talking or, about the or show. At least it's <laughs> one, listen, I think we usually have a good episode when we talk about television that was bad but not boring. Uh, yeah. This is how you could tell that we actually watched a good show. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> Wanting to talk about the show. As you know, Sferatu. There we go. <laughs> it's at least better. I think that's good. I better think I think as you know, you know. For, uh, All right, yeah, as you know, colon Sferat. Apostrophe Sferat. That's our October special. I do, I do really that's, like yeah. that. That's what we're going to do all October. We're going to just do d- vampires and horror and it's as you know. Yep. yep. Sferatu. <laughs> and <laughs> Maybe an ellipsis. Can we do ellipsis? That, by the end of that month, it will be like, "Welcome to as you know, Sferatu. Like just fully long. You know, Matt. Month. You know, Matt can put as much blank white. Like he can he can make silence as long as it needs to go. Like he could he could put thirty seconds of silence in if he wants to. It's why not is, hard to do that on a. Why is this a, a ten hour episode of As You Know? What have they done? <laughs> I, mean, I know they love. It's to weird. Talk they just do a normal episode and then. And then it's just it's highway noises for ten hours at the end of the episode, <laughs> and then you just hear Ian go. It's, like, it's, it's the audio rip of slow TV, like the train going yes. through the tunnels and a fire crackling, the Yule log. As you'll know, will be our Christmas Ooh. special. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> That's very good. This is what happens when Travis Travis is not on the episode, and all we do are come up with ideas. <laughs> We're ideas uh, men. What do we? What? What? Uh, what, 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 what do you want? No, the slow TV thing. Uh, I just, if I could have constantly on a loop, the look on all of your faces when the TV you thought was off revealed to be slow TV. That was then like a train leaving a tunnel and everyone was hung over in my apartment, and then suddenly like the TV was blinding light and everyone was frightened. Like a real train is coming out. Yeah, is that the closest you can get to the experience of like early film audiences that don't, that like flinched when the train was coming <laughs> yes. toward them? Uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer is based on the 1992 film of the same name, and 
loosely references it, though it is not a um, continuation because of the right. weird mess of that original film, which I have only seen once. I've only seen it once, too. Which makes it a very classic, as you know, pick because of our humble beginnings, where we right. watched a TV show that was based on a movie, but didn't really like go off it in any way. That's yeah. about teens and... That's about teens in high school. And the struggle. Yeah. This is... It really, it really is uh, the moments where uh, we watch one of those things, you know, Friday Night Lights, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I'm like, oh, right. These are the things Degrassi. that I adore. And the, the overlap is very strong. And I think there should have been a crossover. Steven, <laughs> what's your vampire show? Because mine's Buffy, clearly. And Matt's is <laughs> his Vampire Diaries. <laughs> is yours True Blood? Yep. Yeah, uh, yep. it definitely <laughs> is. No, absolutely yeah. it is. <laughs> It absolutely is. I was like, do I have a... No, I watched that show. I watched six seasons of that show. The thing is, the difference between me and you guys is I don't defend it. I mean, maybe I defend it a little. But like, <laughs> You were the most like, defensive of True Blood of any of us, but like, still, we were all kind of shitting on it. That's definitely true, but like, it doesn't hold up to what I... I was just... A, I was really horny when I was 15, you know? Like, that really colors your interpretation of a show See, if you're that horny. But I would say I was as well... And that's why uh, when you just watch a bunch of women kill a bunch of vampires, you're just like, ah, yeah, there we go. Or is that just, yeah. is that just me? Is it disappointing that you don't know like actual superhero women? Like, does it, does it feel bad? All the time. I, I only wait, know no, superhero wait, sorry, women. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was about to take, I was like, wait, let me take that, wait, let me take that from the top. Every All women are superheroes. In the world. <laughs> All um, women are queens and yeah. superheroes. Correct. It's true. So, so here's a big question for you, Ian. Um, um, oh no! <laughs> and it might be out of place, but I feel like since it's not about the plot, I can say it. Uh, were you more of a Willow guy or more of a Buffy guy? Oh, Buffy. Or, yeah. See, I think that if you had to, if you had to define our taste in women as people, oh boy. It, it's that you're a Buffy guy and I'm a Willow guy, and that's that, it. Yeah, that really. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a, like that's enough. Like. That's Remember, I guess, it's been brought up true. before. The walking into the bar completely unprompted, Jeff going, "Ian, you just want a mean blonde woman to boss you around," and I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah." yeah. And then I watched uh, a mean blonde woman kill a bunch of vampires and tell some guy that she loves him, and then that guy be like, "No, you don't." And I was like, mm, "Damn, if I'm not choked up, it's Buffy the Vampire Slayer." <laughs> Willow was. Or Willow, Allison Hannigan was maybe my biggest crush out of any like celebrity-ish person when I was young. I, it was big, big crush. Interesting, big, big crush. Before Vampire Diaries was my vampire show. Buffy was my vampire show. Uh, yeah, I, I was going to say I knew that you also watched Buffy. it. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a good show. It's just a good uh, show. Yeah. Yeah, returning back to it is uh, watching one of those things where you're like, oh, God, this this is, oh, the horror is to come. The the, yeah. the war crimes that will be committed. Yeah, You're like, we, you cheered it on, and then you're like, if I knew now, if I knew then what I know now, <laughs> yeah, right, it would be so different. But, but Vampire it's, but Diaries it's, holds but up it's a little like, bit more because all, all it foretold was like what CW shows were going to be like. I'm like, okay, it's that's like, fine. That's pretty small. The more you say Vampire Diaries, the more I just think I could really right now just go for a bourbon yeah. just straight up on the rocks. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> I think of that They're all the time. They're posing on me. the fucking cover of like bourbon magazines with cigars and like like uh, little tumblers. 
His favorite way to order bourbon is straight up on the rocks. Paul Wesley, figure this out. <laughs> uh, I have watched every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer probably twice, which for me is saying something because I'm not really a big rewatcher. I've also mm. probably seen the first three seasons a bit more than that because there have been no less than two times in recent memory where I thought to myself, oh, I'm going to rewatch Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and then I don't make it all the way through. I, the last time I remember was another moment where I had a sort of, oh, right, this was a key that unlocked some stuff moment, which was when I yeah. was playing the video game Persona 3 at the height of lockdown and was like, wow, this is a lot like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, I should watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and then watch like three seasons in you know, a week and a half, and I was like, that was, that was plenty. Yeah. Time to do the next depressed thing. But I don't remember. I remember doing that, but I don't remember how I felt in any of it. I will say, if I, if I remembered everything that flashed in front of my eyes forever, no matter what, uh, I would yep. also not rewatch things as often. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I could just sit and just tell you like you what happened. Just, and- you could just be like, hey, uh, while I eat my dinner, I'm just going to think about the pilot of Buffy for yeah. I'm, I'm going to think about how uh, we got multiple, as you know, all stars that I didn't expect this week. Wait a second. Okay, was that and I didn't check. Yeah. Was that Michael C. Hall? No, no. Okay, that was, he that looks was like a, Michael a guy C. Hall. Who we're putting on watch, I think. No, it's not. It's a guy who's there. The guy who gets oh, killed really? at the start of the first episode of Buffy. No, this no, 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 no. The the vampire. At that at, that's at the end of the first episode of oh, Buffy. Looks a Luke, lot like Michael C. Hall. Uh, that dude. Luke that is, dude is Matt is right. That guy is on the watch on list watch. because uh, let me let me pull up. Uh, Brian Thompson is the actor. Uh, shows that Brian Thompson has appeared in include uh, where is it? Uh, NYPD Blue, Chuck, Californication. Uh, I think there's but there nothing that we saw. No, yeah, I know, but it's just one of the... Oh, he was in the X-Files where he was the alien bounty hunter. It's just um, yep. the number of shows that's, that this that's guy That's why he's on watch for me. Uh, yeah. It was just, it's just fun when you see a guy and you're like, oh, shit, he... You're so close. I had to double-check a few actors. No, um, you know, and, and we don't have to jump right into the recap because there's still some more, you know, set dressing and foreplay that we haven't done or whatever. But, um, no, the guy who gets murdered at the very start in the perfect little opening. Uh, it's our first, as you know, all-star that's a dead body twice because <laughs> that is uh, Carmine, I want to say, Carmine How did you keep track Giovan- of this? Giovanzo, and he is the guy who gets murdered. <laughs> that's the in best Italian name I've ever heard. Carmine, G- Carmine Giovanzo. Giovanzo? <laughs> what was the G- name of, Giovanzo. What was the name of that guy who coached Rutgers for a minute? <laughs> fuck, um, fuck me running. What was his name? Uh, yeah, it's, it's G I O V I N A Z Z O. I <laughs> Giovanazzo. Sorry, I've had I, I whatever Giovanazzo. Uh, he gets murdered in Colombo. Likes the nightlife. He's the boyfriend, the, wow. the mobster. <laughs> I was like, that guy looks that's, familiar. That's amazing um, that you, that guy looked familiar to you. <laughs> I cannot I can't, believe I can't, that. I actually, I actually can't believe that. I mean, it goes just Carmine to show. Giovanazzo. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind, whatever, fuck it, you know. Hoists the jersey next to, like. <laughs> this is the original. Again, these are the original ways that this was. Where it's like, oh, weird that that guy was in these two episodes. Weird that this guy gets murdered and then 
gets murdered again. I just I just find it funny that you were in the high school with this. You said it was a girl, but she had a weird face. Uh, yeah, I was like, that guy looks. Yeah, I've just, seen this guy it's, die it's before. It's Carmine Giovanzo and then Matthew Reese and <laughs> Carrie then, Russell. Uh, Carrie Russell, right? <laughs> just uh, do you know who the other? Do you know who the other two are from this episode? Other, as you know, all stars. Uh, if we're gonna be like obvious. this, I definitely do not know. One is very obvious. Uh, uh, oh, um, don't I, call I, her Bones. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Bones. That that. <laughs> David Boreanaz, my, my wife Angel. Bones, who's a Bones expert's bones are in there. <laughs> <laughs> the other was Julie Benz, who uh, was uh, Darla, the vampire. The vampire in in episode one, who kind of looks like Laura Palmer a little. Mm. Uh, sure, I can see that. Uh, yeah, she was on Dexter as uh, Rita. That's Rita. Oh, from Dexter. that was Rita. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, which is always I the thing I forget. Uh, putting Philly in on watch too. Oh, for gosh, Philly's going to be in something like <laughs> when he gets fucking clean. I forgot that he gets cut. He gets in cleaved. Yeah. <laughs> from crotch to skull. <laughs> Cleaved in twain, I believe, is whatever you know. The preferred cleft um, in two, split from downtown to uptown. Nunzio Campanile. Ah, uh, there we go, <laughs> Stephen. Why did you pick Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Um, that was the uh, Rutgers coach for those listening. I picked Buffy the Vampire Slayer because I wanted to pick a vampire show. God damn it! Uh, no, um. <laughs> Honestly, to be honest, like it just popped into my head because it's a show that I watched a whole season of when I was really depressed during a summer in my parents' house. Like some while I was still an undergrad, I was just like in Aurora, Ohio, feeling sad and bored, and watched like a season or two of it. And I, I remember being like, "I don't a perfect a perfect way to watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer." Yeah, yeah. depressed, sad, bored. In your parents' home at 19 years old or whatever. Yeah. And, and I I remember being like, I don't have any idea why I stopped watching this show. Because I remember I was enjoying it, but like, just, just something happened. Um, and then I was like, oh, let me revisit this, you know, 10 years later. Uh, and figure out if I would like it now. And um, I think I would, yeah. But yeah. like, it, it would just—it's just—it's a show that I was like, you know, this is. I really do believe in um, picking super culturally relevant shows because that's what I like this podcast to be. And you know, we all have our our little <laughs> philosophies about what this podcast should be. But that's I one really of the good things with this podcast is that it's four separate podcasts welded <laughs> together. <laughs> Because I really, I really am like, you know what? Let's have a chat about this show that had a huge cultural impact in one way or another, uh, and everyone, everyone in the world has heard of it. Like there, I mean, not okay, every in the world. You know what I mean? You know, it's it's a it's a very very well known show. It feels a little bit like I'd say another contemporary show, uh, Xena Warrior Princess where it is a show that you're like, I don't actually know that many people who necessarily watched it, but it was the sort of thing where you can say it and people know exactly what you mean. And uh, also Most there's a lot of moments. the vibe of it without yeah. having that, to that, have seen it. That show is, 
That show is very high on Steven's list of what he's going uh, to pick. Honestly, I was thinking of picking it for next week, and then you're like, we're doing Buffy, and then I was like, oh, we're going we're gonna to save that for when we're a little <laughs> we're further away yeah. From, yeah, yeah. from that. Uh, but no, um, where it's, but it, it's also the thing where I think they're both shows that at some point, like in movies or in other shows, there'd be a part where like a woman would throw a punch and someone would say, whoa, easy there television name you know you'd be like whoa easy there buffy the vampire slayer or whoa easy there xena warrior princess because people just knew what that was like oh here's a strong female driven show that's really nerdy wow that sure sounds like dialogue that josh whedon would write yeah it really does i wonder if they've said buffy the vampire slayer once in the uh mcu i bet they have they said (laughs) isn't he like isn't he like off the isn't he like no longer welcome uh yeah yeah for many reasons not the least of which is that he made a bad movie too i know wait which one was that age of he ultron did avengers 2 age of ultron i nailed it got it in one why do i know that that's not a steven thing to know that's not a steven thing to know but it's a very ian thing to know and sometimes those bleed out into you uh, but yeah, that's the one where it's like, oh, here's t- so two robots to talk. And I'm like, yeah, that part's interesting. But then there's a bunch of dumb shit that's going on before it. And also it was the sort of thing of like, oh, so this is just going to be forever now, which is what happened because he directed Avengers and that movie uh, was probably a grand I remember mistake. When that oh. was, I remember when that was announced, I was excited. Yeah. I was yeah. like, I was like, that's going to be great. Uh, I, yeah, Stephen I was... Doughton, am a fan of Joss Whedon. <laughs> And think him directing. How far have we come, yeah. fellas? Eighteen year, eighteen year old me is like, wow, that's really cool. He wrote one of my favorite X Men comics, and now he gets to make a movie. Isn't that so good? Also, I was a Muppet when I was eighteen. So was I, but I was yeah. a slightly different Muppet. Yeah, it's 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 fun that that Matt Ciani is the only non Muppet. Actually, I would choose Travis. I would choose. I would choose. He Travis has the to be most the only, standard. Like, if like it was, his standard voice is the most Muppet-like, though. That's true. I would. I would very excitedly. Also, Travis have is it like at a family gathering right now, and his head just started to hurt. And he's like, <laughs> Alex is like, what happened? He's just like, unbelievable psychic damage was just done to well, me. Matt, what about you? If you replaced everyone but one of us with a Muppet for the for the purposes of the podcast, who would be the human? Who would you keep human? I like the idea that Ian being terrorized by us is the best version of the show. So I have to keep Ian human, and then we're just like awful puppets. It's the same as it's the same as how good Fraser would be if it was Fraser with a bunch of Muppets. Yeah, yeah, just. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It yeah, definitely yeah. can't be me. It's like I'm. It's definitely not me. No, that that show would go off the rails so fast. That would be a really weird twist. <laughs> It's Steven and three animals. Ah! <laughs> ah! Drums! You know, the, there's a uh, the greatest episode of uh, Buffy's spinoff series, Angel. Angel is cursed and is turned into a Muppet for the whole episode. He's just walking around as a Muppet. That's a good and idea. It's, just, it's so what? good. It's like, and Spike is in that. It's in this period when Spike is there and he like walks into Angel's office to shout at him because Angel works at a law firm at that point. It's a weird show. Uh, but he goes and wow. shout at him and there's just a Muppet sitting across from the desk, but the Muppet still has superhuman strength. So then Spike gets thrown through the wall by a Muppet, but can't stop laughing as a Muppet beats him up. <laughs> it's a very, very good episode of television. How did, how did we not pick that show? <laughs> that was. Because. 
We can. Yeah. <laughs> That's also not I mean, the last episode, unfortunately, of Angel. Yeah. This wasn't even the last episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I mean, the last, at the end of that, because, you know, then there were four seasons, seasons of comics that continued it. Like one of them, you know, Buffy gets, there's a Buffy robot. Well, there was a Buffy robot before, and I think she gets with Angel again, and then with Spike again, and then I think she mm. calls it off, because really the thing is that they're really just like, they're just a thruple that needs to recognize that. Anyways, uh, yeah, so. I've been saying it. Yep, Stephen. Listen, you know, this is one of those cases More where you are thruples. They should. They should just. You know. They could do it. They could do it. They're vampires. They have all the time in the world. It's like, oh yeah, well, we got to I think canonically, those two have had sex. Also, who? Huh. Angel and Angel and um and Spike. I think it happens like once, and they draw like they draw attention to that because Angel is Spike's sire or grandsire. Something like that. They're, you know, it's, it's in, in the okay, show. All right. This happens? Now, wait, now that's, now that's problem- problematic because now that's, oh, that's yeah. like fighting over a woman with your dad. Like that. We don't, we don't want that. Like it's, that's it's really It's a more gross. complicated relationship than that. I know that, but I still feel like master protege sorts of dynamics. Listen, you know, I don't think we can interfere. I think Buffy clearly uh, knows what she wants in these situations and is uh, a person of strength, and uh, it, you know... I don't think she does know what she wants. She seems a bit conflicted. We haven't even talked about Sarah Michelle Gellar. Like, we haven't, like... I, when I found so much out to talk about. from editing the episode last week <laughs> that she and Freddie Prince Jr. are still together, like, I, I, like, I felt like a genuine, like, pleasant rush yeah. to know that. Like, I, I wanted to, them. like, stand up and cheer that they're still together. <laughs> You, you like you just walk Sarah- out. You look at your girlfriend. And you're like, "Hey, do you know Sarah Michelle Geller and Freddie Prince?" I, I literally still did. Together? I, I like took my headphones off. I stood up. I went out and said, "Did you know this?" She's like, "Good for them." It really I, is such a universal feeling of well, look at that. I am so fond of like what the like. We can talk about this the Scooby Doo movie all day. And Ian can be mad at me because of I'm, how I rated it on Letterboxd. Uh, oh I, um, I don't need to do this again. I'm not falling for this trap for the fifth time. Okay. You will again. I'm currently surrounded the, by all of those rakes, like that spun, or not that, like, like that Simpsons joke. I'm like, no, I'm not going to fall for any of this. Step into one direction and then you get hit in the face. Yeah. Um, because the casting is so amazing. Like Matthew Lillard is, a, is just a dream cast as anyone I, I mean, ever. And like Sarah Michelle Gellar as Daphne is one of the hottest people. Like, I mean, she's just very hot in general, but like she's hot. Daphne is hot. It is undoubtedly a tremendously cast film because also then you have Linda Cardellini as Velma. And you know, I mean, she was the heart of Green Book. She's so sexy. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't heard somebody use that word in a really long time. (laughs) Whispering it. What? The word sexy? Yeah, no. Is the word sexy sexy? not in the cultural lexicon anymore? No. Do we not say sexy? I feel, you know what? I think you're right. I feel like we don't hear it as much. (laughs) You know what? I was listening to a lot of the thong song the other day. So I've just really, (laughs) like, flashed back to. (laughs) Somebody used it the other day when we were talking about the online phenomenon of everyone thirsting over Chris Evans' Boston accent. And they were like, why do I find this sexy? Were their words. And I, I. I, at the time, I didn't clock it, but I, I really... It has been a minute since people have used that word, I feel. At least 
amongst people we are in the circle of. So we're going to bring it back. Did you know that sis? Did you know that the beat for the thong song came first, and the reason why it became the thong song was because the night before he started writing lyrics, he hooked up with a girl and saw a thong for the first time and was like, "What is that?" And then she's like, <laughs> "It's a, th- it's a thong." Anyways, yeah, uh, they did a really great job casting the uh, Scooby Doo films. That's where yes. we were at when we got completely sidetracked. But anyway. that's not the that's not the Scooby Gang we're here to talk about today. That's what the they call themselves, the, the Scooby Gang. Do they? Yeah, which is another one of those things where you're like, oh, that was really clever the first time, and now that I'm Joss. 30 years old in 2022 talking about the Joss, Scooby Gang. We don't need to just like... I mean, uh, just, just, ju- we just want to talk. We're not going to beat you up. We're going to no. beat you up. We're not going to beat you up. We, We're going to beat you up. You d- just because something influenced you doesn't mean that you have to acknowledge it through character dialogue. I get, I get that that works for, for a show's tone, Michelle for a show's tone, but now if something influenced you or character or you have to pay homage to something that happened before that you that you couldn't have made what you made if that didn't exist beforehand, you do not have to point it out through character dialogue, through self-aware character dialogue. You don't have to do that. Has everybody listening? Actually, that's a PSA to the whole fucking world. Everybody listening. You don't have to point it out through character dialogue. You don't have to do it. We've seen it for a long time. We're ready for the next thing. We're ready ready for the next thing. Yeah, I can't believe you guys don't like uh, Mad Max Sherry Road and you're out here saying do less with character dialogue. Anyways, Sarah Michelle Geller. I... uh, Sexy. And I love dialogue. Uh, She's sexy. <laughs> Great actor. <laughs> I'm doing the Pacino voice. <laughs> she's a great no, uh, actress. She's, she's a great actress. Because <laughs> she got a great role on the television series Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, no, uh, she, uh, I, like, this is one of those roles where I'm glad that she got to do other things because it really seems like it could have been very easy for to, her to have to just get, like, been typecast. Buffy, not even to be typecast, just be like, you were Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and here are some fan conventions, and that yep. is yep. what you were going to do. But she's uh, talented. She's yep. talented. She's great. She was perfect in this role. Uh, other people that were considered do include... Uh, Julie Benz, which is why she played the character of Darla, uh, who was originally supposed to be a one-off. The grand tradition of Buffy the Vampire Slayer is a lot of characters that were like, oh, we're gonna only going to have them for one episode. Wait, this person's really popping. Let's just add more of them, which is how Spike went from being a one-off character to like the third or fourth most important character in the Buffy universe. And Wasn't is also that, one what, of the we best. Were, we were talking about that with the OC, right? Oh, yes. Uh, Summer was supposed to only be a temporary thing right, and then became right. the heart of the show. Um, but yeah, no, Spike, Spike's the big one that pops, which is why it's fun that we get James Marsters doing uh, maybe the best British accent an American has done on television. Sure. I don't know. Uh, it's, I it doesn't happen tell. often. I don't, hear, I don't hear real British accents that often. I hear them all the time, and uh, it's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> it's annoying to hear them. <laughs> Yeah. Brit <laughs> out, you know? <laughs> Brit's out. The original line of this podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. We're very close to, to the UK, if you didn't know. But we're not in the UK. Fuck off. 
Stephen, one week in Ireland. Can you believe somebody thought I was in the IRA? Stephen, you know, two years in Ireland. I am now in the real IRA. <laughs> Welcome to the beginning and the end of the Hellmouth. Welcome to the beginning and the end of the Hellmouth. <laughs> My impression of the theme song. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah, we knew what it. We knew what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I listened. To, I like. I've listened to it enough that I thought I had that. Yeah, I had the welcome. Yeah. I feel. Yeah, the welcome, welcome. was great. Ah, <laughs> uh, so here we are in Sunnydale, and I do think that the opening of this show is like in hindsight obvious, of course, but it is perfect. No, it's it is so a good. perfect little it's structured so moment. No, I I was a huge fan of it. Because um, we can only compare it to various nerdy things, it feels a little like the moment in Spider-Man Two where there's the short film basically in the center where Doc Ock kills all the people in surgery and it becomes like a German expressionist thing, where you're just like, oh, this is perfectly tone setting and just could stand alone. You could just remove this little snippet where it's just like, here's a guy bringing, you know, a, a boy breaks into the school at night with a girl and she seems reluctant and he's like oh, you know, come on, it's going to be fine, there's no one around, and you know that it's a vampire show, so you, in 1996, uh, no, sorry, 1997, people are probably watching this and thinking to themselves, oh, that guy's going to be the vampire, and then it turns out what, you know, she's what I was the vampire. Thinking, you know, what I yeah. was thinking is actually, which it works just as well, is I was like, they're both going to get attacked by a vampire. Like, right. you know, yeah. like that, that could easily have been the direction this goes. This goad. <laughs> this goad. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's goading Woo. you on. Yeah, uh, uh, but no, it turns out she is the uh, the vampire, and you she instantly uh, bites his neck. introduced to the style of vampires in this show, which is very different is from like the, a lot of other vampire media. They like, really ghoul them up. Scrunchy face. I was going to yeah, say. They're very ghouly, yeah. Matt, as our resident vampire expert, <laughs> how do you feel about this? I like these vampires. These are some of the first vampires I ever saw. So I, I these still feel like kind of the standard to me. Uh, but they're very Evil Dead looking too. Uh, yes, this, like this kind of clayness to them. There, there's been this push. I think. I mean, it's not recent. It's been for a while for Deadite like vampires. Yeah, it definitely looks like a deadite. For for vampires to in and out of vampireness be sexy and right. like uh, yeah the twilight the twilightization of right. vampire media but, but like they've been sensual for a lot longer than twilight they've been sensual like, the entire time right right but the, it's like um, there's always been vampire as romantic hero but there's a way that twilight made them yeah no that that like, yeah there's a difference between millennial hot cw hot well, yeah. The the difference between it being romantic hero but still like sinister undercurrent yeah. to shining like diamonds shine bright like a diamond though they did kind of ghoul up Edward in the in Twilight like the way that they painted him <laughs> is oh, that's pretty just that's up that's just because that's just because Arpath wanted to be ghouled up yeah oh god if I if I could be anywhere at any time in my lifetime. I, I might want to be just like on the set of Twilight interacting with Robert Pattinson, just hearing him <laughs> dealing with being Edward Cullen. Like I yeah. really, I really would love to experience that. Yeah. Congrats to him for just getting to be just normal famous now. <laughs> yeah. That's incredible. He did a great job. <laughs> He's just Robert Pattinson. Yeah. 
You have to have a really strong personality, I think, for that to work. (laughs) He has a he has a very strong personality. That is exactly it. Yeah. Like you know, he could have like you know Daniel Radcliffe is also one who's made it, but it's still the thing where you're like that kid was Harry Potter. Shitty fucking actor though. Compared to Robert Pattinson, oh my yeah, god, well, they, that's yeah, true. but it's also the thing you're like, I, right, you know, he makes some, he chooses some interesting roles. He mostly just has fun with his kind of persona nowadays. Yeah. you know, I mean, he's playing Weird Al. It's the thing that's where it's right. just like Robert Pattinson's Batman. Like he is currently, yeah, he's Batman. fucking Batman. That's, that's <laughs> he's crazy. Batman. That's wild. They let him do that. Right, he's Batman, and before that, he was like Christopher Nolan's like British sidekick and tenant, and like oh, he's so good at like, that movie. He 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 is. That is the difference between Daniel Radcliffe and Robert Pattinson is when you say Robert Pattinson, the first thing I think of is Robert Pattinson. Yeah. When you say Daniel Radcliffe, the first thing I think of is still Harry Potter. You're like, oh man, I'm glad he's, I'm glad he managed to be normal. It seems. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like Robert Pattinson, you're like, that guy, he figured it out. He gets to still be famous. Yeah. Yeah. Sarah Michelle Geller also figured it out. Doing great. Most of the people from this show doing great. You know, some. Is she the lead in The Grudge, the American remake of The Grudge? I believe so. Wasn't She's she? the lead in wow. that. Wow! How did I not? I think she is. Uh, yeah. How did Jesus I Christ. not yeah. know that? Yeah, she is. She is the lead of. That's the definitely true. Uh, and now that I'm thinking about it, wow! I didn't. I never clocked that. And I've seen that movie. I haven't. I'm uh, now just reading the cast of The Grudge, and I'm like, wow! I got <laughs> Bill Pullman and Ted Raimi. What a good movie Jeez. this must be. She has. <laughs> Terrible. She fucking has not. Movie, she has not physically been in a movie since 2009 and that's amazing oh voice acting i see now right i see yeah <laughs> that's um, a very weird way to say that Stephen. well how would i how would i say well, that? that's i mean sure you're not wrong it's just she, she doesn't work as much been in a movie <laughs> you know she she doesn't work as much but i don't think she needs to she's got you know no that's what i'm saying kids. like good for her I know Freddie Prince Jr. has gotten very into voice acting. Um, they both have been doing like Star Wars related things. I think they like had uh, a conversation over the dinner table. Like, what if we just started voice acting? You think that would that would take some of the load off if I didn't have to yeah, like you know we, physically be in these movies? We're already just so rich. Yeah, like what what if we just did voice acting now? Or like one of them got into voice acting. They were like. Freddie, you gotta, you gotta check this. I out. think Freddie's the one that did it, and it's like you gotta try this. Literally, sh- like seriously, you just I'm go putting to the a, studio. I'm putting, a, like. I'm putting a booth in the cl- in the spare closet. Like, yeah, I just wake up, I just get on Zoom, I say a few lines, I get done for the day. I mean, I have to say every line three thousand times, but that's okay. Like, I, I, I once saw like yeah, it was like a Tom Hanks interview where he talked about the pain that is voice acting in his opinion, where it's just like. You're just there, and they're like, all right, Tom, the line is, uh, yeah, can I get a coffee? A coffee would be great. Say it every way you can think of. And so it's just like Tom Hanks just saying, yeah. So I'm just sitting there, and I was like, yeah, can I get a coffee? A coffee would be great. Yeah, can I get a coffee? <laughs> a coffee would be great. Uh, yeah, yeah, can I get a coffee? A, a coffee would be great. Just doing that for <laughs> hours we, on end. Did we just do this with uh, I Love Kelly Pickler? I love <laughs> Kelly Pickler. <laughs> So, anyways, uh, yeah, uh, Darla kills uh, the boy, um, yeah. and that guy dies again. The boy, and then we cut to what is so uncannily similar to the beginning of a scream movie. I can't believe it. And honestly, a lot of the dialogue is exactly with its like the amount of references and shit. It feels yeah. exactly like the first scream film. She was in Scream Two, right? Isn't she in Stab? She's in Scream Two. Isn't yeah. that the joke? She's in Stab. Wait, is she? I think you're right. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think you're right. 
I feel like that was one of the jokes because she was also in I Know What You Did Last Summer and Cruel Intentions. Great acting career right there. What else do you need? Oh, I'm sorry. She is in um, uh, Scream 2, but she is not the actress in Stab. She's just one of the people who gets killed. Heather Graham is in Stab. Uh, as herself, as is Tori Spelling and Luke Wilson. Right. Stab, I, would, I would go see Stab. They should just make a Stab movie. Like, instead of doing another Scream sequel, they should just make Stab. Like, redo <laughs> Scream. I think well, I mean, you I know, you've you got Ryan Johnson us, attached. I think you've given us this uh, take before. That <laughs> they should just make Stab. Yeah. It's such a good name. So, yeah, uh, Buffy has now started at school. Uh, she has moved after burning down her uh, her previous school's gym, which <laughs> is something that happens in the movies. Or in the movie, they allude to all of this. Oh, that's good. Uh, you know, her mother Joyce is there. She's just like, "Hey, let's go. It's it's a new life for us both." Um, I instinctively uh, tears well up in my eyes upon seeing uh, Joyce because the episode where Joyce dies is the son from uh, uh, Friday Night Lights level brutal. Damn, because uh, it's just Buffy walks in and her mom's dead and it's not from any supernatural thing she just had like an aneurysm and uh it's just a brutal episode of television i was like oh right yes i forgot about that yeah um wow yeah you know nothing as good though as uh it's really hard to say something to a guy's face when he doesn't have a face (laughs) oh matthew 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 um buffy starts at the school you know he meets uh she meets with the principal uh bob flutie who you know is like "Ah, it doesn't matter what you did in the past oh my god what did you do in the past (laughs) clearly shaken Um, this rules she's like you know why did you burn down your gym and she's like there were not vampires it wasn't anything to do with vampires yeah that's the thing is like a lot of like some of this like this humor the first time was fun and then by the end of the episode, when she's still like, not vampires, I'm like, all right, we get it. We did. Oh, I should address this now. Uh, we did minorly fuck up, but we play hard and fast with this. I didn't realize until uh, doing the pulling of the episode. two-parter? That they, they, I knew it was a two-parter, but I didn't realize they did both back-to-back, but it's fine. It's really fun to get a to-be-continued. I, I, I did really suspect that the second part of this was part of it, but you know what? We it's get fine. the idea. Yeah, we, we, I, I could tell you, I, I, you want to know what all happens? I could tell you every single thing that happens in that episode. It's fine. No, uh, but um, yeah, so, you know, she's just like, oh, you know, she says something about abes- asbestos as to, as to why she burned the school down. So now everyone's, you know, entitled to compensation. Yeah, for um, mesothelioma. If you yeah. hate if you, to have mesothelioma. If you were, if your high school was burned down by a cheerleader fighting vampires, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Is she a cheerleader canonically? I be- I believe in the the that was kind of the joke. You know, that's why she immediately hits it off with the popular girl Cordelia before realizing that Cordelia is very mean and she doesn't want anything to do with that. Except later she will become friends with Cordelia because you know that's how these things work on teen shows. But she she decides that she's gonna you know get to know Xander and Willow and um, that other guy who dies, uh, Jesse, Jesse, Eric Balfour, a guy who I think was this playing. Episode? He gets turned into a vampire and then gets staked by Buffy in the next episode. Uh, mm. 
I was wondering um, why. I was like, this guy seems like part of the crew, but I don't remember him. They kind of move on it. from him pretty quickly, and then once, like, I think I feel like they're like that is remember? a TV show thing where like people have the trauma of losing a dear friend and just are like, well, it, that's okay because th- because that'll slow the show down if we care about that. Also, uh, Eric Balfour uh, played a teen for years and also appeared in such shows like 24 and Six Feet Under and The I was gonna O.C. Say, is he that guy in Six Feet Under? Is he, a, is he an, as you know, all-star? I don't think so. I don't think... Maybe... maybe wait, was he in the wait. finale? Fuck, I think this guy that. was in Six Feet Under. Uh, fuck, he was in the first episode. Ro- hoist the jersey! Hoist that's the what fucking I thought. jersey, he's doing, drugs with the, he's doing drugs with the sister. Yeah, I know, yeah. that's what I thought. Because we, we had to go back, listen to the recording. We talked about how this guy was too old to be playing a teen in that episode yeah. of As yeah. You Know. Yeah, I remember br- all of this now. Wow. And then I, I had I, a... I had a bit of a clicking moment. Can you believe yeah. I remembered something? Guys, look at you. This is, I feel yeah. ve- I'm feeling very special. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing we're running into is because we've done Seinfeld, if anyone has appeared in Seinfeld, I have to then like quadruple check to see because whether or the not finale. they make the list because yeah. of the finale. Like the master, the vampire in this, uh, in the first episode, who's the leader, was the maestro in two episodes of Seinfeld, the right. guy who's named after the, you know, like whatever, William Cobb or whatever. Yeah. And I was just like, let me double fucking check. I don't think that guy reappeared in the finale, but now I have to make sure because Seinfeld was secretly a curse on this bit. <laughs> uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer really just coming in with the most, as you know, all-stars of any show since uh, like the X-Files maybe. I don't know. It's, or Seinfeld, I guess. Yeah, X Files <laughs> didn't actually give us that many all stars like in the episodes. They, but just everybody appeared in the X Files. <laughs> yeah. Um, Eric Balfour, six feet under. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, they get over his like turning into a vampire uh, pretty quickly. Uh, like, like, oh, sorry, no, he's staked by Xander, not Buffy. But yeah, it's like the thing where it's just like, I know that like that is the reason why. Uh, Xander hates vampires for a long time, but also like you know you don't really need a reason to hate vampires by yeah. and large. They're bad they're, things. They're, other they're than... like unequivocally villains in a lot of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get you get Much a few more good so ones than than you most know. vampire media. Special Angel, videos. you know, is good because he has a soul. Um, yeah. Spike yeah, can you can you talk a bit about the vampire rules in in Buffy World? Well, they're demons. Yeah. In this show, basically what it is is that they are they are much like deadites in that they are actually things that are inhabiting a dead person. Like yeah. the point that they'll make sometimes is like that's not really the person. They're gone. They're something else now. Yeah. Uh, and um, and then sometimes they kind of ignore that because also it's just like well Spike is Spike and he was right. a person before. They always like seem to rename themselves. You know, it's it's very much. How does the exception work? Uh, what, what do you mean? How does the exception work? Like uh, Angel's do, Angel the, is the exception uh, because he uh, was cursed by uh, uh, a group, like a, 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 a band of people that he had attacked before. I think perhaps Romani or something like that. Uh, and they uh, put a, his soul back in him. And so then he felt shame and misery for all of the horrible things he had done as Angelus and thus ceremonially uh, renamed himself Angel. And... Um, Basically, same deal as the humanity switch in Vampire Diaries. Yeah. Every, every vampire piece of media needs to have this to have the episode where a person that you really or a vampire that you really like f- feels sudden extreme guilt. 
Yeah. And the, the curse was that Angel would have his soul until he feels true happiness, uh, at which point it would leave again. Uh, so uh, in season two, he and Buffy have sex, and then he loses his soul again and becomes the bad guy of that season. Damn. Because of the sex? Yeah, he had such a good time. He, <laughs> it was so incredible that he achieved true happiness and then lost true his soul. Happiness. It is basically true happiness. It's basically, it's basically a drill tweet. <laughs> is this the end of the? <laughs> is a drill tweet? Is this the end of Sex in the City? Is that what happens to? Uh, yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is what Angel said. Dude, and they should have edited like a, that scene to have like bright light bursting out <laughs> yes. of her chest. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yeah the, the the Spike death scene. But yeah, so that's uh, that's what happens to that. Uh, and then um, Spike becomes a good person because he's really jealous of Angel, and that's like his motivating thing. So then he just becomes a good person and has also got a big old crush on Buffy. And then later he goes and asks to have his soul put back in him. Right. Um, so he has a soul in the final season, so he can wield the medallion. Uh, and right. uh, and that's why he. I love to wield the medallion. That's so, yeah, it's fucking <laughs> sick. A medallion that appears when you're like, we got two more episodes, right? And the TV shows or the TV network's like, no, you got one episode. And they're like, fuck, uh, fuck, uh, okay, uh, shit. Here's what we're gonna do. Uh, there's a medallion. Don't ask any questions. Angel will be like, I don't fucking know what it is. I got a lot of weird shit. Here you go. <laughs> oh yeah, so so you know, Buffy's you know adjusting at the new school. Uh, Xander is immediately smitten with her. Uh, he says some of the worst flirting stuff of all time. Uh, he will kill himself when he remembers this years from now, when he's just <laughs> like, maybe see you around because we both go to the same school. <laughs> yeah. Uh... When he says, can I have you? When he means to say, can I help you? All of these things that yeah, yep. I, I would cripple a stronger man. And yeah. Xander is not particularly strong. Yeah, I, w- I would be found hung from the neck until dead. <laughs> with no, with in, no in a funeral. hotel room somewhere. <laughs> yeah, with a no funeral note. <laughs> but yeah, so um, uh, Cordelia tests Buffy on her coolness factor, but then is mean to Willow. Uh, and so she's just like, nah, I gotta, I gotta help these people out. You know, I want to be friends with these ones. I got to start a new life here. I got to not be that person I was before, burning down schools and, and all of that stuff. I just got to swing into the library first. And oh my God, what? The, vamp- the, the vampires are here because the librarian recognized her because he's the watcher who's been assigned because that's how it works. There's watchers assigned to the slayer who are there to assist. And she's like, yeah, I, uh, I just need some books. And he's like, yes, I know exactly what book you need. And then pulls out like, the Necronomicon, yeah. which just says like vampire on it. It's like <laughs> yeah, bound in was, flesh. That was like, a That's very good bit at all. I, that was such a good bit. I was like, you know, this does hit in some places. And like the fact that they didn't like that is one of the better parts of the Josh Sweden model, which is like we don't flinch at that stuff. You know, we're not we're not going to we're not going to hedge when we bring out the book on vampires. It's not just going to say vampires. It's going to be gray vampire. and crumbling and it's going to say vampire and it's going to look like it could eat you like like that. That that stuff is good. It's also yeah. just so good. That it's just like, I'm like, yes, yes, I, I know exactly why you're here. <laughs> She's like, wait, no, fuck you, no. And no. then, like, runs away. And he's like, oh, my, my mistake. And then immediately, like, follows her and he's like, the vampires are here. You must do something. You, do you know, you know, what we stand upon or whatever? And she's just like, relax, bro. Like, it's not a problem. And then she goes to, you know, uh, 
become friends with, you know, go back and talk with all of those people. And Xander's like, hey, you dropped your steak? She's like, ah, uh, for self-defense, don't worry about it. And they're like, did you hear about that guy that, <laughs> that guy that died? They're like, Jim got canceled because somebody opened up a locker and there was an extremely dead guy inside. And he had bite marks with on his two neck. two bite marks, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> and everyone else was like, man, that's weird. And she's like, fuck, god damn it. Guys, Allison Hannigan is so cute. <laughs> Down, boy. She's Down. such a cutie. Honestly, if you're listening, I'll, I'll fly anywhere. Let's go on a date. Are you single? No, I believe she's married to uh, Al- Alexei Denisov. Denisov. Never stopped me before. Put up, up, put up, womp. Yeah, they've been married. Uh, they've been married uh, 19 years. They have two children. Wow. They live in Encino. Encino. Pretty nice. It says it right here in, on the Wikipedia page. Yeah, they met. Um, I believe. I believe they met uh, because of. Oh yeah, he was on Buffy the Vampire. Oh, he was on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Right. Uh, wow. And um, it brings people together, I guess. Was Freddie Prince Jr. on it? Uh, no, they met on. They they met on. Um, they met on Scooby Doo. No, I know what you did last summer. Yep. Watched Scooby Doo. <laughs> we're not doing. We're not doing a, a who's on first bit with I know what you did last summer. <laughs> It'd be pretty easy. That's very convoluted. Yeah, it's fine. So I know what you did last summer too. There's no clever name. It's just two, right? No, I still know no, what you did last I summer. I still know what you did last <laughs> summer. <laughs> that's one of the worst titles ever. Yeah, that's really awful. They should have done. I know what you did last summer, comma T O O. How about how about I know what you did the summer after the next the summer the, the summer. <laughs> I know what you did the summer after the one okay. that was last summer, but it's it's now last summer because time has passed. I know Matt, what you did. That did you know summer. there's a a direct to video sequel called "I'll Always Know What You Did Last Summer." <laughs> <laughs> that one's the Nicholas I'll Sparks adaptation, right? Know. <laughs> <laughs> and and a 2021 television series, which I was unaware of. <laughs> now, oh no, called, Matt's eyes called, are rolled back in his head, and he's no, it's, it's he's a feeling tremendous. Show. We can't watch it. Called I called I <laughs> called. I forever and always will remember everything that you did <laughs> the previous summer. <laughs> I will I will always know what you did yeah. last summer. So fucking stupid. Uh, maybe they should have instead of changing the knowing part of like the the time frame on that, like I know what you did last summer. Yeah, Stephen, I think you are right. It's like I know what you did two summers ago. I, I know, know what you, you did, did three summers did. ago. I know what you did what is now last summer. Now that it's later in time, I know what you did earlier this summer. The prequel to I know, I know what, what you did. You did last fall. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Go Damn. through the other seasons. Dude, How about dude, that? I have a million dollars in the back <laughs> of a pickup truck. <laughs> I know what you did last Christmas. <laughs> I would love hey. it if they made that movie. <laughs> that, that genuinely seems like a fun movie. That would be really fun. What's the thing with that guy? They they hit a guy and then the guy didn't die. Die, Died. That's not the word I want. The guy didn't die. I don't really remember. Anyway. Is it just the plot of the episode of of Spongebob where they killed the health inspector? I think it really might be. I think it actually is just that, isn't it? No, it literally is. Huh? Huh? 
So yeah, um, uh, they're all like, "Hey, Buffy!" After she, you know, uh, why? Well, yeah, Buffy goes to the library after examining the dead body, and it's just like, oh, God, fucking damn it, vampires! I like that she just opens up. She just like sneaks in, zips up a body, or is it unzips a body bag? Is like, damn it, it's vampires! And then immediately goes back to the library. Where like, all right, I'll bite Giles. Yeah. <laughs> How did you a know name, this is going to happen? A, a name that you have referenced for things. Yes. Because he's kind of a t- cultural touchstone in certain ways. Uh, I mean, literally, like the uh, the grimoire in all of the near games gives a very Giles vibe. Have you played those? I uh, did you? Yeah. Yes, Stephen. <laughs> Not well. I don't think the grimoires in Automata. I've played? played Replicant. Yeah. Do you know what I mean, though? Yes. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I completely see on that one. It was just funny of just the like, let's get like I was watching Matt's eyes glaze over as he looked to the side <laughs> when you said the near games. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't go long on my Persona Three is just Buffy the Vampire Slayer moment, but it really is. Um, That's not a bad thing. No, it's great. Uh, but yeah, so I do also like that. Yeah, so she has the whole back and forth with Giles in the library. And uh, then they leave the library and Xander just steps from behind a uh, bookshelf and is like, what? What? <laughs> I'm sorry. What's up with that girl? <laughs> That's why she moved to town. She is crazy. We've, missed a, we've, we've missed a lot of um, things that I had notes on and that's okay. my fault. But it's just because you've kind of been... It, it is, it's my fault, but it's also because you haven't been going scene by scene by scene. Yeah, sorry. Uh, which is, no, nothing to apologize for. We, we've, we've, th- this episode is going to go way long because we care about this show. But I did want to make two comments, one of which being uh, the... Alice and um, Hannigan step on my neck. We get it, Stephen. Yes, sorry. <laughs> um, okay, fine. I don't have anything to say. <laughs> That's no, okay. uh, what did you actually um, want to say? <laughs> uh, the uh, number one, um, I really want to talk about the fact that the lecture was really interesting. Like, I, I don't think I've ever watched a TV show and been listening to a lecture and been like, wait, no, what was she going to say next? Like, the one about like, the bubonic plague? <laughs> yeah, the one yeah. about the bubonic plague and where it started and where it going and how it was sort of biological warfare to some degree and like that stuff. I was like, I was like, oh, this is really interesting. And then when the, it got interrupted by the show, I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> what was she going to say next? And I don't think I've ever had that reaction to it. Happy Father's show Day, Stephen. lecture before. <laughs> Happy Father's Day. You were watching a show about <laughs> vampires and you're like, no, 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 no. The history lesson here in the middle. Let me, let me find out I some liked more. It. I Pausing the show to pull up a YouTube video. <laughs> well, look at I that. that was interesting. <laughs> I know. Again, happy Father's Day. <laughs> the other thing that I wanted to talk about was the cool test. Uh, that that because because I felt like that was such a that was such a good little artifact of this time and of this kind of show. And also, who is John, John Tesh? Tesh? Oh, oh, Stephen. Who is John Tesh? Who's okay? So who's the dreamboat? They mentioned a dreamboat that wasn't John Tesh. Who is that? I I would I would have to double check, and I you can in a second. Oh, well, I know but, who John uh, Tesh is. John Tesh was. I mean, is he's still around? Yeah. Uh, he is a. Uh, he does a lot of pop music, like composing, television yeah. work. Uh, that, he was a host on Entertainment Tonight, and you would most know for his masterpiece, one of the greatest songs ever written, "Round yeah. Ball Rock." Round ball rock. You know it. 
I was just like time. Time for Stephen to listen to Round Ball Rock on the podcast. Oh my god. Okay, yes. Because there was that video of him like talking about having yes. written Yes, yes, the yeah. iconic live performance where he plays the voicemail that includes the note of him just like calling yeah. his Hey John, it's John. Uh, just came up with a great idea for the theme or whatever and then does it all for the, for the and then NBA everyone project. loses their mind. <laughs> yeah, one of the most hyped fucking songs of all time. Okay. So why is he trash and why does this teenage girl care about him? Cuz he he was this thing where he was like he was a noted figure who would do just like weird, not new age, but just like this weird, like contemporary n- nonsense pop sort of stuff that was just very kind of easy listening. And he was just sort of a cultural figure. It's like making a joke about like Yanni or, you know, or um, fucking Kenny, you know, uh, uh, Kenny, G Kenny G and shit G. like that. Sure, yeah. sure. People do love to make fun of Yanni. Maybe maybe that's limited only to people I know, but <laughs> that's why I threw Kenny G also in there, but or I couldn't the, remember. Or the fucking careless whisper guy, George Michael, like, I don't know. Um, yeah. Although George Michael had a lot of really good songs. The, the did, you, did you, were you able to look up the, the dream boat? Uh, so, in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, during the coolness test to answer Steven's question, the person who is asked about where he is, he's not referred to as a dream boat, he is instead... Uh, Buffy says, he needs to call me is James Spader because it's 1997 and everyone in America has crash fever. We just want to run our hands through those long locks and crash into that with a car and then, you know, recognize that this is all about the futility of human existence and intimacy and that we are born in a new flesh. So they all tell Buffy to go to the bronze, which is the cool club in town. And as she's headed to the bronze, uh, she notices that she, there is a handsome stranger that is following her. So she does what anyone would normally do, which are some sick gymnastic stunts to be hiding above him, like full, like just random pipe, vertical, like holding up, waiting for him to come back and then like swings underneath and kicks him. And then he's like, whoa, 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 I don't bite. And you're like, David Boreanaz was once incredibly pretty. Like, yeah. at this point in his life, he is a very pretty man. Yeah. He will bulk up later, and it you know still is a handsome guy. But this is the part where you're like, oh, there's this, there's a delicate nature to him that is <laughs> now gone as he's you know the 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 star of FBI International or whatever show he's <laughs> we on. We right love now. to talk about FBI International. <laughs> I think it is that though is the thing. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. He's on SEAL Team, the one of the uh, other CBS military procedurals. Right. He's Jason Hayes. Wow, the series was uh, it's got six seasons and a standalone movie. Good for him, I guess. CBS. Money Wait a minute. Uh, it's, this is one of those things where you're like, where do these people? What happens to these people? Where do they wind up? Fucking uh, Megan Draper is on this show. Oh, wow. I, like, forgot that that character even existed. Zooby, zooby, zoo. Yeah, zooby, zooby, zoo is the <laughs> only thing I remember about her being in the show. Right. I was like, where the fuck were we in the show? Uh, where we were was uh, she had just made it to the club, and uh, Angel's like, the harvest is coming. 
you know, Buffy goes to to the bronze and talks with Willow, who's like, oh, I don't really date. I, you know, Xander and I once dated, but we broke up. We were five years old. And Buffy's just like, okay, yeah, seize the moment, girl. Willow at one point is like, I don't know. I just feel like, you know, I don't do well. Boys aren't interested in me because I can't talk to them. And she's like, wow, yeah, you really are not out there. Okay. Uh, just, you just got, you, you, it's going to be okay. The bar, it's, it's so low that you gotta, you gotta clear. So just seize the moment. And then, uh, she sees Giles and she's like, why are you here? Bro, this is the club. <laughs> Get your stuffy English ass out of here. Out of the club. Uh, in a later, in a later episode, uh, there's a moment where, uh, Spike, cause they love to pair, you know, Spike and Giles are the two English guys with very different personalities. But I just remember there's a moment where Spike uh, says, oh, did your life flash before your eyes? Cup of tea, cup of tea, almost got laid, another cup of tea. <laughs> and so, this is like, I thought of that. <laughs> yeah, I thought of that as like, I'm just seeing Giles at the club. That's very good. Uh, Does Giles have a canonical sexuality? Giles is uh, a legendary stick man. Motherfucker used to be rolling in it and also used to do like demon sacrifices and shit like that they called him ripper and then he uh the ripper the ripper uh and then he um he found you know the light side and uh left that part behind but uh, he got involved with the woman that angel kills uh in the second season after angel turns evil i just he feels queer to me i like there's something about him that feels great no it's just that he's english (laughs) (laughs) We're just writing the the hottest jokes of 1997. Um, (laughs) Which is also what Joss was doing. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so Giles is just like, I don't know who you're talking about. What did he say? A harvest is coming? And then it's just like, you should be able to feel out a vampire. You should know it. Extraordinary senses. To me. And she's going on all of these things. And then she looks around and she's like, that guy's dressed like he's from the 70s. He's clearly the vampire. And Giles is like, what? I mean, I guess there's a good reason. Uh, it's like you didn't hone. She's <laughs> just like I did in my own way, and then he's, and then uh, she's like, and he's talking to Willow. So he, she, uh, she goes to intervene. Uh, she like almost stabs like uh, Cordelia and the other popular girls, and they're like, "What is your damage or whatever?" Nineties ass yeah. slang, and uh, you know, find Xander. Love that kind of Xander's stuff. just like, oh right, vampires, you're crazy. Is that's you? You think that's what's going on? She's like, if you don't help me find them, then Willow will die. And uh, Darla has, in the meantime, has picked up Jesse, who you know. This is probably the best part about being a vampire is when you get to say things that the other person doesn't realize, like you're referencing. The moment where it's like, "Have I met you before?" And, and she's like, "Oh no, I've not been here before, but I've got family in town." He's like, "Have I met them?" And she's like, "You probably will." Like. Where do you get to do oh, those things? Oh, that would things? be so fun. <laughs> that would, that be, the would best. be the best part. <laughs> where you're like, yeah, it's just like it's not my first time or whatever. You know, whatever, whatever. Oh, you I'm say, having like, a friend for dinner. Yeah, that stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'll be looking sharp. Yeah, you get to be <laughs> like, a punny little bitch. <laughs> it's the one. It's it's whatever. it's the one definite perk or for like, sure. Yeah, I'm a vampire, and there's going to be a sporting event later, and you're like, it's going to be a bloodbath, and if, everybody's like, why are you talking <laughs> like that? Uh, but like, it's so good. <laughs> I would talk like I would I would only do that. It'd be like that scene in Rogue One where Vader chokes the guy out, and then is like, 
don't choke on your ambitions. I would only speak like that. Everyone would hate me, but not because I'm a vampire, but because I wouldn't miss, miss so an opportunity. fucking punny. Yeah. So obnoxiously punny. We get it. You're a vampire. <laughs> we get it. You're a bad guy. We understand. Why do we even hang out with you, man? Uh. <laughs> See, uh, but that's just it. This is what Taika did. <laughs> he made that. Th- he did it. And you know what? It's pretty good. But it just doesn't need to be everything. But it's good. I do like it. You know what, Taika? We can hang. Oh, are you going to join the thruple? Oh, God. I hope it's more by now. You want it to be like the fucking end of inside and it's just a mess of limbs? No, yeah, I want it to be like grafted scion, Ian. That's what I'm saying, actually, as well, basically. <laughs> you just hadn't played inside, so you didn't see the thing that's just that. But yes, just all limbs. Speaking of 90s slang, did you know, Ian, uh, Matt, I imagine you didn't, but Ian, this could go either way, that they are currently filming as of February and planned on ending in June the first season of that 90s show. Yes, I did oh. know this. Huh. <laughs> I'm curious about it. Unlike that, unlike that '80s show, it's going to be in universe. <laughs> so, so that it's it's the it's going to be about the grandchildren of Kitty Foreman and <sighs> Red. It's going to be horrible, but I'm definitely curious about it as like a TV uh, TV that shouldn't have been made. Like from that perspective, yeah. interesting. I hate living in culture. Uh, yeah, so yeah. Um, they take him back uh, to the uh, to like a mausoleum, and while that is happening, uh, the master, an ancient, powerful vampire, is woken up. He like leaves a pool of blood. Uh, he's Mog, Lord of Blood. Um, but yeah, uh, and then uh, Buffy shows up and she, with Xander. And she's like, Xander, stay back. I got to save the day. I really just kind of brought you to show off so you realize I'm not crazy. <laughs> and then she she takes some, like, raid redemption style hits here. <laughs> Dude, it's fucking... It, it's also great when, like, the person, the first one, you know, Darla is just like, you're all talk. And while she's doing that, she just casually stabs the dude without even looking. She no look stabs a guy. And then she's just like, he was young and weak. Uh, and then, um, you know, they fight. Uh, Luke shows up and fights some more and uh, throws Buffy in a stone coffin, which is conveniently, you know, that's how you win these fights. Uh, it's also how you get to uh, Astol, the the, it is. Hey. the natural born, whatever it is. Uh, yeah, well. Yeah, and, uh, and uh, then it just flashes to be continued, which if you're watching in 1997 would lead right into the next episode, but uh, we didn't do that. And uh, I had a great time rewatching Buffy the Vampire Slayer and seeing my good yeah. friends from I th- Buffy I the thought Vampire that, Slayer. I thought that, sl- that, that scene in the mausoleum was the best. I, I thought it was a good intro to the Buffy quips as she fights thing, which is something that, like, if that's the vibe of what I'm watching, I, I quite enjoy. I feel like I feel like it can take itself seriously enough while still being like you know the cockiness of the person fighting. I also really like that the pilot didn't deal with Buffy discovering that she was the vampire slayer and instead yeah. had her trying to escape the fact that she was the vampire slayer and she can't because we get introduced while not having 
the like way overplayed like i'm what what am i supposed yeah. to do like the, I, the if, sailor if moon you've been pilot. very very consistent in your hatred of exposition <laughs> like that yeah well like well i just it's it's that's one way to word it but what i'm really trying to get across here is my appreciation for nuanced and or slightly more in media res exposition it's right. just more interesting like any way you can kind of get around a story that's been told thousands and thousands and thousands of times right. is cool and good and I like it. So I don't yeah. really mean to be like negative. I'm trying to be positive here and be like, yeah, that was a good choice. I liked it and I think yeah. it was it was nice. It was nice. Anyway, good pilot. I'd, good I good time. Would, uh, I would and did watch more of the show. Yeah, I definitely had that like how much more Buffy the Vampire Slayer am I going to watch? Maybe I'm just I, gonna, yeah, I'm I, I might I might start I might start watching this show. Yeah, I was like maybe I just dip in for selected episodes, you know, I watch yeah. the one where uh there's the musical. I watch, right. you know. Classic. Uh, other little extended, you know, ones. I watch, you know, I Spike is a character I adore, so I'm glad we got Spike in the second one and I get to watch you know, I'll watch the fun Spike moments, like when he's, uh, they put a chip in his brain so he can't attack Buffy, and then he's just like chained in a bathtub and shouting about how he wants to watch Passions because he loves, t- he, he loved the uh, the show Passions. And he's just like, I gotta find out a, what's gonna happen. Is that a soap opera? Yeah. There's, uh, there's always the moment, I couldn't find it earlier, I was just trying, I was just watching random YouTube clips, and um, it was, I was trying to find the one where he's like giving a ride to Andrew... Uh, who is the um, he's the guy who's sitting in the bus in the finale who's like why didn't I die uh, he's explaining to him how you make a blooming onion it just like cuts to him and he's like well yeah so you ho- soak the whole thing in ice water so it holds its shape when you fry and then there's just like a beat and he's like if you tell anyone about this conversation I'll bite you and like you know it's just little <laughs> little things like that also uh, one of the best things we you know we, we've talked about vampire lore in, in the past and, uh, you know, we've, we've talked about the can't enter a home without being invited. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, I think, handled that always really well because you would uninvite somebody when they're in the home and then they would, like, be, like, yeah, forced they get, like, out. shot out of the house. Yeah. yeah. So, so, True Blood does that, too, in my, in my uh, if you say, I rescind my invitation, they just kind of get sucked out of the front door. And, and so the way it also works is then, like, you know, the door, lit- like, the doorway literally becomes a barrier. And I just remember a moment where... Spike is at the house with Buffy's mom and Angel is outside. And this is after all the nonsense with Angel. So Joyce is just like, that is a dangerous man. And Angel sees Spike in there and is like, you have to let me in. You, you shouldn't be in there with him. And Spike is standing behind like mock biting her neck and just taunting while Angel struggles against an invisible doorway. And it's just really stupid in a delightful way. Also, uh, the fact that he would frequently go out in the sun, but with like a series of like blankets or shawls and would drive a car that was like completely covered so he could go out in the sun and like he would just show up at some place like lightly on fire and act like it was no big deal. Perfect. They, they do way more good, goofy stuff, way more like fun horror stuff and more kind of slapstick vampire rules stuff in Buffy than in any other piece of vampire media that I've ever watched. Uh, they really, yeah. really just like have a blast with it, and that's that's good. Good time. So, y'all, y'all ready to go yeah, right into the Ian, next one? Was Henry Rollins in Buffy? No. Uh, question. Wait. Okay. Wait. 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 Uh, Henry Rollins. Um, sorry. 
let me let me talk about a few more things from the first episode, just one off things. Uh, do you guys know what Bovril is? Because at one point, Giles says, when he's in the club, he says, I should be at home reading books and sipping on Bovril. Bovril? No. Yeah. What's up? Yeah, no idea. Yeah, so Bovril is a... So I didn't know this until I went to a Banjos and Bovril night uh, at a that sounds pub. Wait, so you went, did you go to an event where you didn't know what half of it was? Or did you look it up before you went to the event? No, my friends were going and they invited me and I went with them. I guess I'm going for banjos and could be anything for the second half. <laughs> yeah, of that. yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think I think I probably did ask, but the, but the point is, what it is is it's beef juice. Um, uh, oh. it's 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 this yeah, it's this horrible drink. I did try it. Uh, it's not soup because it's just not thick enough. Uh, I hate this. Uh, uh, and it's it's literally like the th- this thing that was invented during like a war because it was so cheap to produce and it gave you enough nutrition to get by and like you didn't have to like it. But like the fact that Giles and it's just like a reference to like an English thing. And it's just like who? Oh, what's an English thing? Bovril. But like it's horrible, guys. It's so bad. You do not want to be drinking Bovril. Have like have you Googled this? Google this. No, and I'm, let I'm me know just what about to. Sorry, how do you spell it? B O V R I L. Oh, <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like a, it's like a juice. It, beef drink tea. It. Ooh, it's oh, it's beef tea. He wants bovril. Oh Jesus! Uh, it can be it's made into what? a drink, beef tea, by diluting with hot water or, less commonly, with milk. It can be used as flavorings for soups, blah blah blah, or it could be spread, like used on toast. Like or a Vegemite. <laughs> it doesn't matter that. which way that he was going to enjoy his Bovril. Uh, it sucks that he wanted it, and I hate it. And why did he want it? Giles, bad taste in things, but I guess he's English. There's also a, <laughs> a like a less common one called Beefy Bovrite. I also wanted to say that, like along the size, along along the notes of the like book being so extra. The fact that instead of standing on the pipe, uh, she was doing a handstand on the pipe, waiting for the guy to walk underneath so that she could kick him. Primo stuff. Didn't didn't need to. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> are you still reading about Bob? <laughs> yeah, we both are. Sorry. <laughs> you, you, you dropped a bomb on our brains. This is just a thing that is oh exists and has existed God. for our entire lives. I had the beef tea version. I didn't I never spread it on bread. So the finale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They make chicken bov roll too. Yeah, um so um so Nathan so yeah, uh Nathan Fillion's there and uh he's a preacher named Caleb who uh suddenly just stands up and is covered in blood. Mm. Yeah, you're like, what's going on? Angels here? They're fighting Nathan Fillion. So yeah, Nathan Fillion gets um, he gets to live the dream. He's cut in half by Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Can you imagine? All the time. He also gets to look really scary, bleeding out of his eyes and other parts of his face. That was some good makeup. I did like that. Also, 
this is the first time we see somebody who's like trying to shape shifting. I didn't understand that the whole time. Do you want the explanation? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Okay, so the villain, the big bad, as they are called in the parlance of the show, of the final season is a creature, an entity called the first evil that is like a being born out of the collective unconsciousness of like all evilness. And they can take the form of anyone who has died. So Buffy has died? Twice, in fact. Uh, so it takes the form of Buffy often. It'll do other characters, you know, for, for reasons. And it can take the form of any vampire since technically they have died. But it likes to uh, be Buffy to antagonize people. And it is incorporeal, so its only means of interaction is through, like... Haunting. It's soldiers or through like I can only taunt. Yeah, and it's one of those creatures that likes to be like, I don't tell lies and all of those things. Uh and it appears in many different forms. Uh but yeah, it, it usually goes with the buffy one, which is fun. You know, and it'll just be there and whisper terrible things as it like, you know, summons its army of primordial vampires, which is what's happening at the end. Yeah, that's normal. You know, Buffy is a bit like um, X-Files in that it's both a monster of the week show and also, like, here's a serialized part of it. Arcing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it seemed better at the arcing part than X-Files. The thing that helps with it is that instead of it being, like, one overarching thing, it's just, like, each season has, like, the main villain, the big bad, but um, not every episode necessarily is that or some episodes are like oh it's part of that but it's just like facing whatever monster it's brought to town this week yeah yeah uh, uh vampire diaries did that uh the, also the, really the well. sailor moon the sailor moon also does that yeah it's it's kind of a classic structure it's the right way it's yeah. the right way to handle those sorts of things i think yeah um yeah x-files should have done that but they couldn't tie their mythology oh together because like At there all. were just too many ideas and none of them Seemed to have been considered. There was no fucking against thread. each other. But yeah, so so Angel's now there. He was he's ready to help. He's got a medallion that was given to him that was supposed to that you're supposed to be used with someone who has more than a soul, uh, or has a soul but is more than human. And he's like, I'll do it. I'll die for you again. She's like, Listen, whatever we are, it's it's gonna be hard to figure out. And you got a spinoff show, and spikes. He says, he says, you're going to go all Dawson on me every time I have a boyfriend, which <laughs> I thought was, you know, it's at least, as you know, relevant. Yeah. yeah. And famously, Stephen likes it when you are inspired by something and you reveal that through character. Dialogue. I love that. So I love that. The conversation the two of them do have is enjoyable, though. I know. I, I liked I did. I did. I, did, I do like something I do like is when. There is a level of awareness. There's a level of self-awareness in shows that can go a bit too far nowadays. Again, I'm not really complaining about Buffy since it was a bit a bit unique in it at the time. Mm-hmm. But something that I want shows to do more often is have the characters be aware of the dynamics in the show, which is something that they reasonably should be because they are living their own lives. Uh, right. And are oh, like... Yes. And like We've like the like the fact that like her and Spike and Angel have this sort of love triangle dynamic and know that they have this sort of love triangle dynamic is good and I would like to see more of it. 
I also just like uh, Angel going from being like cool brooding guy to immediately jealous teen. Yeah. When she's just like, oh, um, well, you know, the, this, this stuff is Spike. And she's like, so what, is he like your boyfriend? That's believable. <laughs> yeah. People, people, it's good. People and also, like she, that. she herself says, are you 12? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, that's, the, that's what's good about that. Is like, it's like, that's nothing. Like, just because I have a boyfriend, then he's like, so you did say boyfriend. Yeah. She's like, oh, my God. <laughs> You are an immortal vampire. Fucking relax, bro. Ah, uh, but he has humanity. Yeah, and she's like, listen, who knows what the future holds? I don't know if I'm going to wake up tomorrow. I'm, you know? I'm like, I'm like a cookie. That's I hated this. Baking. I hated this cookie I'm, speech. I, I'm, 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 I'm cookie dough. You know, I, I haven't been formed into a cookie, but once I become... I'm going to turn out, maybe... Then maybe you know, maybe I am a cookie. And then Angel's like, Do I have to continue this metaphor? And she's like, Listen, it was a failure, okay? I get that. <sighs> I fucking hate this kind of dialogue. Yeah, you know no, what, Buffy? Also, I'm not done baking either. Yeah. I, I identified with this part though because I do like to make really convoluted metaphors on this podcast that do ultimately fail, and yet I'm just like, Listen, guys. <laughs> it's hard to always be on. Yeah. When you're Buffy and you always have to talk like you're in a Joss Whedon show, God. <laughs> that would be exhausting. That would be that would be a really tough curse uh, to have. <laughs> Just like, okay, you've been cursed. You must always talk like you're in a Josh Whedon show. Buddy, that's just what America is these days. Is it? Feels like it. Online, all the time. Well, okay, maybe Twitter, but like... Log off. Isn't that America? Yeah, yeah log yeah. off. Touch some I grass. do. I will see. I will see the worst, dumbest thing anyone's ever said, and then I'll be like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go watch a movie." And then I'll turn my phone off when I watch the movie. Unlike some people, especially if I'm watching the movie for the first time after friends recommend it for years, put it on on the hottest day. I felt bad, not because of that part, but it was because it was absurdly hot, mm-hmm. and I didn't lose power at all during all of this. And I, I told friends to come by. You know, I was like, don't be heroes. Just come by if you need to come by. And, you know, a, a few did. But there was just this moment we're watching Independence Day. And Travis is sitting next to me on his phone looking at Twitter. And he grabs a blanket. And he's like, ooh, I was a little chilly. And I was like, I got to go turn the heat up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, I'm eating, like, cookies. And he's like, ooh, it's a little cold. And I was like, I feel like Marie Antoinette. I got to do yeah. something. Like, <laughs> like, this is... We need to suffer in solidarity. Like, I'm did sorry. You, did you go outside and spit on some passerbys? Or? <laughs> no, I stood there with my cookies and was like, here, take of them. Have cake. Did you like, did you hold like one ice cube in the air and then just throw oh! it up and be like, fight oh, over it. Here. Yes. <laughs> I'm going back inside. It's so hot. Oh, do you know where it, do you know where it will never get that hot? Ireland. Ireland. I got bad news for you, buddy. What? Do you think it will get that hot? We're coming for you. We being, we being the effects of global yeah, warming. It will get that hot. <laughs> and it will get that hot sooner than you think. Uh, so anyways, um, while Angel and Buffy are like, you know, kissing and then having long conversation and like flirting. But before they have a long conversation about Buffy's situation with Spike, Spike is hanging out there with the first evil watching all of this. And he's just like, oh, God fucking damn it. So when Buffy gets back uh, and finds her sister, Dawn, there uh, with Xander, even though Xander told her to let, you know, to get Dawn out of town, 
uh, Don tasers had tasered Xander and then took the car back. And he was like, this is stuff you guys got to settle. So, you know, Buffy kind of quickly accepts it. And it's just like, I mean, if you die, I'm going to, I'm going to tattle or whatever she says. And then she goes down to the basement where, um, Spike has done a, put a crude drawing of Angel's face on the punching bag and is repeatedly punching it, which is, uh, real cute. It's cause they should just kiss. Yeah. Come on guys. It would, Come on. Really, it would be really tragic if Buffy died during this because she's she's not done baking, you know, and we want to see what the cookie is. It's the worst. It's the worst. <laughs> um, I did also like uh, when, uh, you know, just, just uh, the moment when Spike's just like, listen, I, you know, she gives him a die and he's like, I've never been called a champion before. This is, this is sweet. She's like, uh, you know, Faith's uh, still... Up in my room, and he's just like, is I, Faith you know, her listen. Sister or no? Her sister's Dawn. Faith is the other Slayer, uh, played by Eliza Dushku. That was uh, activated when Buffy temporarily, when when Buffy died in the end of the first season, after she'd been drowned, uh, she was legally dead, and thus a new Slayer was activated. But then she was resuscitated. So, you know, then there were she two gets back Slayers. There's two Slayers. So, so here's what here's my question: If you're Buffy, and like and there's no axe. Let's say it's seasons ago, and there's no there's no magic axe and and Willow the Witch. And you're like, wow, we should defeat evil. Why don't you just like drown a lot and then get resuscitated? You know what I mean? Stephen make, watching Flatliners. Yeah. Hey, I got make, some ideas here, guys. You could make like a you could make like an army of slayers. Like you die, come back. Then you and the new one die and come back. You just keep on doing that over and over. So again. he was creating a mid-level marketing scheme, yeah. but only for <laughs> making new slayers. <laughs> Listen, if I die and then come back, and then there's two slayers, then it's four, then it's eight, then it's six. They can't stop us. Right. That's what I'm saying. They do. They do a bunch of tricks where uh, Matt Donovan in the Vampire Diaries, like drowns and like crosses the threshold but do- but then they bring him back after he dies like to do a but to get around supernatural loopholes all the time uh you should watch that's that good show. that's good it's a, stuff. it's a great thing yeah, to do they're like all right i guess our one human friend needs to go drown again just, yeah i'm just imagining <laughs> imagining it being a thing where it's like well looks like we're gonna go need some more slayers and then just like buffy shows up with a defibrillator it's like very video game logic where it's like if I strategically kill myself, <laughs> then I'll get more powerful in the future. Yeah. Yeah, that's what Obi-Wan Kenobi said in that one scene. <laughs> if you strategically strike me down, I'll get more powerful in the future. If you, st- yeah, yeah. <laughs> more Jedi started spawning as a result. Sure feels that way as I've been watching Kenobi. Am I right, folks? You might be. It's a bad show. Um, uh, yeah, so yeah, uh, Spike, uh, Buffy stays with Spike because Spike first presents to be very proud, and then Buffy walks away and he's like, That was all a lie. I have no pride. Please stay the night. Um, I'm very cool. I'm a cool vampire. I look like fucking Billy Idol. And he does. I killed two slayers. People, including who, people who do that to their hair are always sensitive. Always. <laughs> <laughs> what, whatever no don't elaborate on it it's perfect we all know what you mean and it you got it you got it in one that was a hole in one there you nailed wow. it like sometimes people like to say like oh you know it's done when i can't add anything more 
This was done because you can't take anything. Like, everything's perfect. Yeah, Perfectly right. constructed. Right. Constructed. <laughs> and you're absolutely right. Uh, so uh, Buffy, the next morning, she's like, I've got a great idea. We're, gonna d- we're not going to say what the spell is. Uh, she's just like, listen, we're going to try. It's stupid that they do this off camera with the- in the last episode. And then later, are like, we're going to use a magic spell to activate all of the slayers. And you're like, oh, okay, you could have just said that part. But... Yeah, I guess they decided it was more dramatic tension. That, that was that was stupid because <laughs> like, it was absolutely. It was like I was like, what are all these women doing here? And then I knew that they you know recruited an army of potential slayers with the idea that if Buffy or Faith died, then ideally the person with the powers would be right there, mm-hmm. uh, kind of building off of Stephen's idea. They just hadn't taken it to the extreme where they were you know legally killing themselves to experience the other side. I wonder what Joel Schumacher thought of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. No, so they they uh, they're just like, okay, we're gonna do this powerful magic, uh, and they're like, uh, Willow, uh, Willow's gonna do it. And uh, the last time Willow tried magic this powerful, she became evil. So Kennedy, uh, who is now Willow's girlfriend, they're like, if you um, you gotta watch her, and if she does it again, you gotta kill her. And Kennedy's kind of like. I mean, it's, she's not going to go evil, but yeah, I can kill her if it comes to it, because that's kind of her thing. She's a brat. Uh, what? People did not like the character. W- whose thing? Kennedy? Kennedy? Yeah. She's going to kill her really girlfriend like the person, because that's kind of her thing? Uh, being Well, just being kind of like the, like, just being direct. You know, they're just like, yeah, you know. she. The, the thing with that character is that originally Willow was dating somebody else, and then that person gets killed, and then quickly replaced with somebody that the fans didn't like as much, which was the whole thing with Kennedy is that she's just kind of a bratty, obnoxious character. And she's, you know, kind of pretty direct in this thing. So it's just like, okay, whatever you, this is what your character is. Um, you're Willow's new girlfriend and maybe you'll kill Willow, which would have been some dramatic tension, but instead the spell goes off without a hitch, even though we don't know what it's going to be. And then a bunch of people yeah, suddenly are super powered. Yeah. And um, uh, they're all now super powered and they're in the high school fighting, uh, the not Urakai, but Turakon. Sorry, very close name. And uh, you know, they're just like these are no it mindless them. Turks. Yes, these are Turakon. You know, you've got you've got everyone paired off. So yeah, Andrew is with Anya. Don is with Xander. Uh, Wood and uh, Wood. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the 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 uh, principal and. Uh, Giles, and they're all just like, we're the last line of defense. Uh, we're going to be mostly useless if people break through. And uh, we get an army of superpowered women fighting vampires. I don't know. It's a good time. Yeah, Pretty cool. Good stuff. Pretty fun. You know. Real cheesy looking effects, which is good. Yeah. Yeah, the like actual, like, the the gate, the, like the animation and all the like glyphs on it looks amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it looks it looks like a Dark Souls two cutscene as they stand yeah. over looking. And they're just like, oh boy, I wonder what they were actually looking at when they walked when they were shooting the scene. Like, what yeah. were they staring at? Ah, uh, no, just uh, just the floor. Yeah, <laughs> the guy the guy with the paper was a was a was an okay bit where he was like, oh uh, yes, Andrew going to give a speech and everyone being like, no one. You, oh, listen, do you know what? You, Here's a conversation. What would you wear if you were going to do the ultimate fight between good and evil? Like, what would you... Like, let's say it had let's say it had no effect on your ability to fight, and you were specifically choosing what you wanted to look like on the day. 
Do you remember the black sleeved jerseys the Cavs wore in game seven of the 2016 <laughs> NBA finals? <laughs> I would do the chalk toss as well. That makes sense. You know, yeah. I know that we were earlier ra- railing against pop culture, things like that, but I do think that more things should have people doing the chalk toss. The chalk toss is scenes. good. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, especially, especially if you're going to reference Cleveland anyway, which they do at which, the end yeah, of this the end. episode. Listen, um, it's, it is May 20th, 2003. It's right before LeBron James is officially a member of the Cleveland Cavaliers. They have no idea that they don't need to worry about the Hellmouth, that it will be vanquished. It's not true. They, but they did, we do know that the Hellmouth is directly under First Energy Stadium. Which one's First Energy Stadium? That's, That's the, the Browns Stadium. Yeah. What did that used to be called? Cleveland Brown Stadium. Oh. Huh. They all have different names than I think now. Uh, really yeah, weird. Matt, what are the other ones? Well, I know Jacobs Field and the Gund Arena. Yep, that's it. <laughs> Progressive Field, and it's not even the fucking key. It's not even Rocket the Rocket Mortgage yeah. Fieldhouse. Yeah, it's uh, Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse? Fuck off. End uh, uh, of the Empire shit. Yeah. Could be worse. Could be Could like Coinbase. Crypto.com yeah. Arena. <laughs> who is the hot emo girl who wasn't in much of this episode but was in the credits? Bro. <laughs> You're going to have to. Yeah, bro. You're no going to have to give me more than that. She was it like, Felicia Day's character? Is it just Felicia that it's Day the Felicia Day character? Yeah, she briefly appears as one of the potentials. This is, you know, before she goes on to have, you know, her internet fame and such no uh shit she was in the credits like she was a uh, she was a character that kind of matters i just i was i was thinking about this and i i was kind of thinking like i feel like the less close your hair is to a natural color on the whole the less well adjusted you are and and i mean that as a compliment because like no one Steven should be well is- adjusted Steven, while he is saying this, has pulled out white face paint, and he's starting <laughs> to yeah. just put it all over his face. <laughs> no, like, I, I don't... Like, Clown I, nose is on. I will only date poorly adjusted people. Like Wig <laughs> is... The red wig, the bright red wig, has just been pulled out. <laughs> he's got a bow tie that's wanna... spinning around and around <laughs> why would i want to date someone who's well adjusted like, oh god he's so got like... a flower that's shooting water onto the screen right now just playing this back to you one day when you're just like wow i can't believe my con- my actions have consequences <laughs> what do you mean he's getting in a car with 17 other people that look exactly like him <laughs> Bobby's got the scythe. She gets to say the if, best thing that you can ever say in these moments, which is shouting "Hold the line." I would love to. I would also would love, love to, to shout "Hold, hold the, the line. line." Yeah, absolutely. Seems great. Always works too. You say it, and then people are like, "Wow, like, I feel I gotta, so." Really got to do it. She does though. After you know, after shouting "Hold the line," she does get stabbed, uh, and she's like on the ground. She sees other slayers falling. You know, you see vampires making it to the surface where Anya is killed by one and Andrew fights until he's overwhelmed and is just laying there like covered in blood and Wood gets stabbed and Giles fighting. You know, they're all, it's not doing particularly well. Uh, And the first shows up and like starts to taunt Buffy. And then Buffy's just like, hey, get the fuck out of my face. 
and stands up and they're like, okay, let's fucking, let's go. Let's fight back. Let's kick these guys' ass. And then um, uh, Spike blasts a hole in the ceiling and is like, oh, I got the rest. Uh, yeah, don't worry, that guys. Was, that, was, that, was a nice, that was a nice trick he did there. Yeah. Well, somebody He's like, oh, thumbs up here. Axe, uh, which, don't do that. Uh, a, a thrown axe has no handle. It's the first thing you learn about handling sharp objects. You know, they, they, the day, though, is saved because Spike, you know, is now channeling the power of the sun. And he's like, everyone get out of here. Buffy's like, Spike, there's time. And he's like, no, 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 listen, I got this. You get out of here. And she's like, I love you. And he's like, no, you don't. But thanks for saying it, which is a cool thing to say before yeah, you die. That's great. Uh, Would love to I also that. think Han Solo. Yeah, I think Han Solo is really cool as well. <laughs> but, you know. Instead of being like, hey, if he had hit her with the I know, you'd be like, oh, this is derivative. Instead, yeah. he's like, no, you don't. And you're like, ooh, what a cool dude. Yeah. Even cooler. Cool, sensitive bro in touch. And uh, Spike's just like, nah, get out of here. And uh, she's like, ah, I, I can't. And he's like, no, no, no. You got to go and you got to run across the rooftop while I bring all of this down. And, uh, you know, she jumps onto the bus as everyone's escaping on that, you know. Andrew just curled up in the corner like, why didn't I die? Which is, that's, that's me in this scenario is, at best, I'm the guy who's like, how am I, how did yeah. I survive? I shouldn't be alive. Yeah, it shouldn't be me. Fully shell-shocked and all of that. And uh, Sunnydale collapses into the Hellmouth, leaving a crater. Everyone has escaped previously, so the, the town was evacuated, luckily. So there's not untold thousands of deaths. Yeah, you the other definitely thing too see is, a lot of houses just disappearing into, the, houses. into the void. The other thing, too, is that it's never really established how big Sunnydale is. Much like Springfield, it's always as big as it needs to be. Yeah. Which is correct for a show like yeah. this. Or what, what, one of it's the just other, funny hearing other that, Dales out there that yeah. shall not be named. It's just hearing it in the first episode uh, where it's like, oh, you know, where's the bad part of town? Oh, it's about a block from the good part of town. It's not that yeah. big a town. To like later, it's like, ah, there's like maybe a minor league sports team here also, yeah. or maybe a major team. Who knows? It's, it's, it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, they all just, you know, they stand around, they look outside at this collapsed city, and uh, they're like, well, time to make jokes. You know, and they're just like, ah, the Hellmouth is gone. Giles is like, oh, I mean, there's still one in Cleveland. And they're like, okay, man, listen, don't diffuse the tension. And they're, you know, it's the second time where they've had it where they're just sitting around making jokes because earlier you get the original Scooby gang right before the fight being like, you know, when this is all done, you guys want to like go shopping. I, I just need some new shoes. And they echo that again when they're just like, ah, oh, man, I can't believe. Think of the things we lost. The Gap, the J. Crew, other stores at the mall. Who will remember that these That was things? an okay bit. <sighs> yeah. But I mean, that's how I would react to many towns being destroyed you're like oh my god we lost the premium outlets oh uh, yeah i would i would definitely make that joke if aurora yeah. died in i can't fire. believe if it, it's all caved away we've lost where i went to school where i bought bat shoes from at bass where i bought nike sneakers and it's all gone uh, you know the, the, never the, to return the, that random that random little historical basement the library has that everyone forgets about the calvin klein where steven worked for for a while. The Van Heusen where like most of our friends worked at some point. Uh, but yeah, so everyone's like, so Buffy, what are you going to do no longer that you have to, you know, that now that you're, you know, no longer the world's only slayer. And it's like, faith is right there, guys. And then the show ends. 
Sure. As it just stares on her face. It, it is it's such really, an inconclusive. It's like, yeah, the, like it's a su- it's like a Sopranos sudden ending. It's good. Yeah. Just like everyone being like, yeah, you've got a new life ahead of you. You could just be a normal person maybe or, or one of many. And it just is like on yeah, her face. Left, and it's like, you're left boom. with the ambiguity of like, what, what quips will they be making in the future? Uh, Are they going to move to Cleveland? Anyway, good show. We liked it. Can we put it? Can we put an Ohio reference on the finale board? Like people just love. They just love to reference Ohio. They just love it. Yeah, center Where'd of the do? world. That could be on the bingo. Center board. of the world. Uh, destruction of the main set. We got one of those. Oh, hey, in a sense, there was a set. birth of many slayers. So uh, there was bad. also there was also the the callback to the the original speech of what the slayer is. Well, <laughs> yeah. That one's a little different because that was just like the opening for a while. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it'd be like, so it'd be like if, but why, for whatever reason, this came to mind. If like in the last episode of Avatar The Last Airbender, Kara Katara was like, long ago, the four nations lived together in harmony. It, exactly <laughs> like that because changed. that was also how many of the episodes opened. Yeah. When the Fire Nation attacked, <laughs> just like, okay, Explaining we, we know all. all of these things. It's just, it's in the intro, Katara. What are you doing? That was Buffy. I had a great time. And um, it's my pick next week, correct? Yeah. yeah. I feel, yeah. So I think, you know, we've been talking about it. There's a kind of genre of, of television that's been sorely overlooked for too long in this podcast. Streaming services. Um, deeply incongruous uh, problem, like mystery box television shows. So, you know, you think the urtext of that is lost. And we can't, we can't do lost yet. Not ready. Uh, so I think it's time for us to experience a time and watch Once Upon a Time. Is that? Nope. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Were you about to undercut <laughs> the next part of the podcast? Yeah. So it seems like you have a take on it. Matt, are you familiar with Once Upon a Time? Uh, probably more than Steven, but not a... Uh... All right, Stephen, I'm going to put 30 seconds on the clock. You tell me everything you think you know about the television show Once Upon a Time, starting now. So, Once Upon a Time is a show that it's a Disney show, and it's one of those shows where someone gets sucked into all the fantasy universes at once. Uh, so like she finds herself suddenly in like the snow white world where there's like, where there's like wizards and dwarves and, and like, you know, uh, warlocks and demons and whatever. And, uh, and it, and it, but like, but it's like, the and that's time. Yeah. Not bad. And Steven was close. Yeah. Is it, is it not that? He will join, but, you know, he, he will find out more next week when we talk about, yes, the ABC television show, the ABC series of the Dr. a fictional Cameron seaside vehicle. town in Maine called Storybrook, where all of the inhabitants are also fairy tale creatures yeah, okay, from a fantastical that's, okay, world. It, it is what I thought it was, yeah. Yeah, but it's not like she falls into a magical world. She just goes to a town in Maine that happens oh. to be like, <laughs> where it's like, oh, the sheriff... That's the big bad wolf. Yeah. Or okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, this is basically what I thought it was. I just didn't describe it that well. Anyway. A prince charming. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's going to be uh, weird and uh, nonsense, and I think that we deserve that because uh, it's a Damon Lindelof production. Yeah. And that's that's a fun. Pick. Just working our way up to, working our way up to Lost. Well, I mean, we have so this is episode that'll be 
This is episode 62. So we have a hundred, or sorry, we have 42 more episodes. 46 I more I thought episodes. you were saying. And then we could do You don't want to do a lost number for lost? 108. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Oh, okay. So you did say that one. Yeah. I just am bad at math. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 108. Wait, what's That's 108 what again? It's the. Is it uh, all the lost numbers, numbers added up? Yeah, 108 minutes is the amount of time between having to enter the numbers. And yeah, the, unfortunately, the we yeah we're not I, we're not saving it for episode 815, but we could save it for ep- season eight, episode 15, yeah. and just fucking cheat the system. Arbitrary declare next week season three, <laughs> the week after no, that it's no, season no, no. four. Our seasons, <laughs> our seasons are 40 episodes long. <laughs> uh, thank you to thanks to you for listening. Thanks to Matt for his wonderful production work week in week out. It's time to wrap this one up. So, Stephen, can you bring us home? No problem. I'd love to. Okay. I'm Cookie Dough. No! I'm not done baking. <laughs> I'm not finished becoming whoever the hell it is I'm going to turn out to be. I make it through this, and the next thing, and the next thing. And maybe one day, I turn around and realize I'm ready. I'm cookies. And then, you know, if I want someone to eat m- or enjoy warm delicious cookie me then that's fine then that'll be then when i'm done boo boo, boo. <laughs> i couldn't read it again he just does it one more time okay i'm cookie dough <laughs> <laughs>